A little known fact. The singer right there, that's our own Matt Polly. Wow. You didn't even know that, did you, Matt? No, I did not. <laughs> it, was, it, it was kind of a voice thing because, you know, your voice has been bad the last couple of days and he was singing real high and I don't think you could even do that. Probably not. <laughs> Especially not right now, unless it's too completely unintentional. Sometimes when your uh, voice, you know, you know, goes all high, all of a sudden, I don't know where it's like, I'm a 40 year, one year old male on the radio and this doesn't sound good right Sounds now. Sounds better, though. Yeah. Doing better. Been I've, there. That's that. So much tea in the it, last few days. It's so funny. Like in our in our job, um, I could easily and no problem do this job with a broken leg. Right. But give me a sore throat and I'm done. Yeah. So this happens to me once a year or so. Really. And I need to figure this out. And it by the way, it's not a sickness. You just voice no. is just shot. Yeah. And it didn't happen before I moved back to to St. Louis. It would happen occasionally before. But now, I don't know if it's allergies or what. I just switched allergy medicines. No. Um, drinking lots of tea. I think I'm going to try to drink a, a glass of tea every day, basically, for the rest of my working life, uh, just to keep my throat in good shape. I don't know. But it's very, I can't once a year be like, oh, I don't have a voice anymore. <laughs> well, you're doing okay. Thanks. You're hanging in there. Uh, what, what What's on the top of your list? I mean, you got sports open line tonight. It's been real quiet for the Cardinals lately. Um, there was some buzz the last couple of days that they were interested in and meeting with uh, Japanese reliever Yuki Matsui, uh, which would be interesting. I mean, it's always, you know, any player coming from an overseas league is going to be some kind of a gamble right. because they haven't done it in the major leagues. But a lot of the Japanese pitchers that have come over the last five or six years have been really good. I think you look at the strikeout numbers. Yeah. If, if they have good strikeout numbers over there, that probably means they're going to have good strikeout numbers here right. because it's of, a league that based on contact. Yeah, it's yeah. a league that prioritizes not striking out. Right. So if you're missing bats there, they don't have uh, the sit back and hit the ball up in the air like like we have in the U.S. That's not really their philosophy. No. Um, so if you're missing bats there, you're doing something. Right. Whether so, it's deception in his case, it's not velocity, but it would be deception and then pitch mix. That's the first thing I look at. Yeah. Really, that's well, I let people who are smarter than me look at other things, and I look at that. So, but that sounds like it hasn't been official. But it, there were reports earlier today. It sounds like he's going to San Diego. Then that seems to make sense. You and I were talking. Yeah. He, he'll get a chance to probably have an opportunity closed there because Josh Hader's not going back to uh, to San Diego. So he'll have more of an opportunity there. I just think the Cardinals, the Cardinals' plan B in the bullpen has to be as good as anybody's plan B in baseball because Ryan Helsley is unavailable as much as any closer in baseball. And look, you hope that that will not continue to be the case, but hope is not a plan, <laughs> right? I mean, I think it's, it's an old joke, but hope is not a plan. So as we look at the, the free agent relievers that are out there, Obviously, Jordan Hicks comes to mind because he's here, because he's been here, because he's got the big arm. Like if Jordan Hicks had been a different from with a different organization in past years, everybody would be like, "Yeah, let's get the guy that throws 104." Um, and he seemed, and he would definitely be a nice add. But if you just bring him back and don't go beyond that, well, then you have basically the same pen you started last year with. Yeah, and I get. So to play devil's advocate on that one, obviously who Jordan Hicks was when he left the Cardinals and who Jordan Hicks was in the first month of the season, very, very different. I mean, he was arguably the worst relief pitcher in baseball for the first month or so of the year before he yeah. got it figured out. So if you if you have a utopian view of this and say, 
Ryan Helsley is going to be a guy who's going to stay healthy yeah. and he's going to be able to pitch back-to-back days consistently. And JoJo Romero is going to be the guy that he was for the final month of the season. And Jordan Hicks is going to be the guy that he was for the final month of his Cardinals tenure. And Giovanni Gallegos is going to get everything figured out and he's going to be back to who he was before. And if, if all those things happen, then it's got the makings of a pretty good bullpen. I would much rather add a guy with track record who's got a lot of major league saves under his belt who can come in and add to the high leverage aspect of the back end. All right. So let's let, I don't want to play a large, like a long version of this game, but I'm going to throw a few names out there for you. Your interest level, just, I don't know, A, B or C, whatever, as far as what would fit for the Cardinals. And I'm only going to do like a handful and I can do a lot of them and I'm not going to do Hicks because we just did. And we all, I think we all would be comfortable with him being back. How would you feel about, um, Aroldis Chapman. Why not Aroldis Chapman? The the personal like his personal past off field stuff uh-huh. that still bothers me. Yeah, I don't like the what he's done in the. For past. those that don't know, he was he was accused of domestic abuse. Yeah, I but, don't was he was he convicted of that? I felt like he was. He was suspended for yeah. it. I'm pretty sure. I, I I don't think there was much doubt that he did it. Mm. Uh, from what I if I remember correctly, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn when I say that. Uh, but uh, outside of that, his profile is exactly what I'm talking about. The guy who's been there, you can put, you know, still throws with high velocity, mm-hmm. still a guy who's going to strike guys out. So everything except his off field stuff, I like. I'll stick with, I'll do two more lefties and then we'll do righties. What do you think of um, Matt Moore? I mean, he's, like, he's not, he, he helps your bullpen. Is he a big time difference maker? Well, he wouldn't be alone. None of these are. I, I, none of these I'm throwing out there would be like one move and done. Right. I'm looking at it like we're going to go for two. Okay. Yes, he makes the team better. Okay. Because I think so. I think he's super underrated, and ever since becoming a reliever, because he was not a great starter, but since becoming a reliever full time these last few years, he's been really good. Yeah. He's he has had some injury problems, but not last year. Last year he appeared in 40 games with a 2.66 ERA, and he struck people out 10 strikeouts per nine. Uh, I'll take that all day. Especially as they, I think they do need one proven lefty because Reyes has the stuff, Jojo Reyes, but he has no track record and you want to have somebody else. And then you still have Thompson and Libertor that could factor in too. But again, no track record and their roles are still completely up in the air for now. It could be. And if you have one injury to a starting pitcher in spring training, all of a sudden you don't know where those guys are at. All right. How would you feel about David Robertson? Another guy. I mean, he's been around for a while. He's 39. Yeah. But you'll probably get him on a one year deal. He was he had a rough finish last year. He was phenomenal for five months. Yeah, um, I like him more as a guy that you added the deadline. Okay, so let that guy work it out somewhere yeah. else and fi- basically find the the version of him that's having a good year. Yes, Phil Maton. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, why? Absolutely, he's uh, he makes the team better. If if they were to add Maton and more, I I wouldn't be like dancing in the streets, but I'd be like, all right, your bullpen's better. You've got a path. Yeah, your bullpen's better yeah. with those two guys added to the ones you already have. You, you can at least see where that's covering three three or four innings any night you need it to. Um, all right, last one, and uh, we'll we'll just move on to some other conversation. Um, how would you feel about? Uh, oh, it's it's the other uh, the the Korean player that they've been linked to, uh, Wusuk Go. Yeah, I, I I don't know the exact pronunciation. Yeah, I everything I read about these guys is great. Like the, the now he's got the posting fee connected to him, correct? I think so. Yeah, and I, doesn't is he the guy who, if he went back to Japan for one more year, he would not have the posting fee next year? I'm not sure. Okay, 
He's 25, so he's pretty far from yeah, being a, okay. what would be a free agent. Yeah, you need 10 years over there before you're out of the post. If there's one guy who But he's a hard up, thrower, yeah, it, strikes people out. I'm fine with he's that. He's a bit of an unknown, but they also had success with Sun Wan Oh not that long ago. Right. It didn't last very long, but we're not talking about a five-year impact. We're talking about how are you going to get better now, you know, in the next couple of years. Um, and, and there are other names. There's a ton. There are a ton of arms. I think we agree, though, too. And then keep on sniffing around the, the the trade market. Yeah, I'd hope so. And you know, a lot was made. You know, Tom Ackerman talked with John Mozeliak on Sunday morning, and Mo basically said that he feels pretty good about where the bullpen is at. And Twitter exploded when he said that. And uh, my, I understand why he says that, but at the same time, Matsui is not visiting with the team if they're completely comfortable yeah, where they're at. Yeah, I, I think just a bit of advice to fans: they're not always speaking just for you. Sometimes they're speaking to the agents that they're negotiating with and they don't want it out there. I mean, I was surprised, shocked that they said at the beginning of the offseason, yet we need three pitchers. Yeah. Because you're advertising to the baseball world, this is it. And and I normally they're more it's not that teams don't know that they're interested because the other team the other agents know who they've talked to. You know, they it's not like a mystery. Um and maybe I don't know, maybe some of it is it just in case we don't get who we want, we don't want to make it seem like we failed. But most importantly, don't worry about that. Don't judge what any team says, good or bad. Just judge what they do. And if they don't do anything more, I think that that is a big mistake. And there might be also some, going back to last year, after they signed Wilson Contreras, indications were given that there was probably going to be another move made, and then there there really wasn't. Right. Uh, so... If you if you hedge your bets a little bit, you look better when you pull that move off. Yeah, I think just go get the moves done. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there you do have some control over that. You know, I'm, you can be the highest bidder. So I'm so torn on Mo because I worked in Milwaukee for years where we had David Stearns, and I think David Stearns is a fantastic baseball executive, but he didn't say a thing. Never. He never said anything. He would talk. He was he was like most sports executives. Their mouths are moving, serving up the words, words are coming out, but nothing of substance. Mo talks all the time, says so much. He is uh, pretty forthright, and I love it from a being able to talk about things perspective. But on the other side of things, sometimes I think to myself, is he helping himself with the things that he's saying? So I'm I'm torn on how I feel about him. But I, I having dealt with David Stearns for so many years getting nothing, it has been refreshing for me in St. Louis, having a John Mozeliak who is so willing to talk about so many things. All right, taking out the idea of would or should, what are the odds you think they will add a starting another starting pitcher via trade? Like, what percentage chance would you give that? It has to be via trade? Can't be... I don't think... I mean, you can go either way. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to sign another free agent. Uh, I, I think there's like a 60% chance that there's... Now, they may bring That in, they will get another starter. Yeah, but somebody who is not a four uh, – they could find a, like a top three starter via trade, but at the very least they bring in a guy who's going to go into spring training contending, uh, you know, kind of a six starter spot, can swing man, you got to go to the bullpen sort of guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a little – I'm a lot less worried about depth. I wouldn't bother with another one of those guys. I would I, – I, it's either a top three guy or nothing. I, I think they... In my opinion, not, right. not what they will do, but my opinion. I, I'm not saying they won't do the top three, but I'm I'm very sure they'll either be a top three or at the very least they'll bring in some sort of depth. Hmm, interesting. 
Because you would think Mo actually talked at the winter meetings very openly. He used the term swingman, and I asked okay. him about that, and he said uh, this early in the off season, it's hard to find swing guys. Nobody's going to want to do that, right? right because right. somebody wants to know what their job is going to be. Right. You get the market has to clear out a little bit before guys are right. more willing to take those type of positions. It's like musical chairs. Like once yeah. more of the seats are gone, some guys that are still out there might be more willing to take that opportunity where it's you might start, but you may also be in the bullpen. Right. Yeah. As a, as a long reliever, not necessarily as a late inning reliever. Um, I got You want to stick around for another yeah. one? All right. I'm going to bring uh, Rachel and Andrew into this one too. Cause you guys don't, uh, you guys didn't want to talk about free agent pitchers. I had a lot to say. I just didn't feel like St. Louis was ready every, for it. Every time I was going to say something, Matt would just say the exact thing that ah, I was about I to say. I'm you. like, ah. That's what I figured. I have a sports thing, though, that I want to want to run by the entire group. So we'll do that coming up next year on DGS. All right. Sports topic for the group. Matt and I nerded out enough in the last segment. So... Matt, you know this story, and Rach and Andrew, I think I brought, I did, I'm pretty sure at least Andrew heard me talking about it. I don't know if I mentioned it to you before the show, Rach, but um, Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito went to University of Illinois. He's a rookie now. Um, he's playing because Daniel Jones, their starter, is hurt, and he's actually kind of been all right. He's he, he had a big Monday night football win over Green Bay, and he's been a bit of a, wouldn't you say, Matt, a bit of a media darling? Yeah. Like people, like anything that happens in New York whether it's Jets or Giants, tends to get multiplied by a 1,000 compared to other markets. But anyway, this guy is now the quarterback for the Giants by default because of an injury to the starter. So they had apparently, and I'm going based on what the owners of this pizza place mentioned. There's a pizza place in New Jersey that just canceled an event. Apparently, he was supposed to appear tonight at this pizza place, this quarterback, um, and they were going to do like a meet and greet. He was going to sign some autographs. And he originally agreed to be there for two hours, sign like 250 autographs or something like that, and get paid $10,000 to do that. Okay. All right. So he, the, the owner of the pizza place, it's a family-owned pizza place, said they agreed to this with the player and his agent. And then as soon as they won on Monday Night Football and beat the Packers, the price doubled to 20000 mm-hmm. So they canceled it. But he's like, we can't afford $20,000 for two hours on this. And they went public with this. They went public on Instagram and pointed out this and now the agent and them are going back and forth. And I just want to get the group's reaction to this phenomenon. Like you've agreed to do something for $10,000 for two hours, which is pretty good money. I I think Mm -hmm. we'd all say that's pretty damn good when you've been in the NFL now for about six minutes. Um, How does that hit you when you hear that story that all of a sudden, because the level of fame has been achieved, because of a notable win, and all of a sudden now it's twice that. Well, I hate the fact that the agent tried to say, well, nothing was signed. And right. they showed right. screenshots where it was agreed upon. There was no contract signed, but there was a there was an agreement on, on how much it was going to cost. I, our word needs to be worth something. You said you were going to do it for $10,000. There's proof that you said you were going to do it. If he continues to play well, he's going to have many opportunities to make $20,000 and more at appearances moving forward autograph signings, everything, they should have done it for the ten grand. Yeah, that's the key, right? If he continues to play well, I sure hope he does because if he doesn't, then he just turned down this opportunity and who knows how many he will get in the future. Like, I just think it's a really bad look. Like Matt said, you agreed to do it, so do it. And then you can raise your price later, but 
come on. It feels yeah, like I don't know do, anything yeah. about the situation, but it feels pretty early in the game to be like, actually, it's 20,000. Yeah. That's what you do. You say you do it for the 10,000. Then you say, hey, I'd love to come back and do this again, but uh, it's not going to be 10,000 next time. Right. But if you agreed to 10,000, you have to do 10,000 then. But here's the thing, though, like doing this the when, when they did. You have a bunch of people that bought tickets to be at this event. They wanted to meet this guy. They, 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 you know, Yes, the business takes a hit because their big event that would have packed their restaurant on that night is no longer there. And, and I know we used to do the Blues Summer Caravan um, with Curbs and I when, when the Blues were still here on KMOX way back. I'm going, you know, going back into the 2010, 11, 12, that range is when we were doing those. And we would go to all these places, Obi Clark's or whatever, and a player would join us. And we the did place, that with City this yeah, year. Yeah, with City, City right. Caravan. Yeah. I mean, and, and the place is packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, these places were packed when the players would come out. And yeah, you know, there was, it, it, there's a cost to it. I mean, they, they were paying us to come out there. There's some kind of marketing agreement somehow. and But they were getting the benefit of a full house and you're getting some publicity and all of that. And that's what's going on in this case. What, what kills me is the disregard for the people that had already made plans to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, okay, I, I, I don't like the idea of breaking the terms that you agreed to with the business, but it's not just the business that you're hosing with this. There are several hundred fans that were going to be there that that wanted to meet you, that wanted to come out and do this, and they all arranged it. They bought tickets to be there, and now they now that's not going to happen because you decided it's time to reach for the money bag. And oh yeah, by the way, the Giants got killed by a bad Saints team I this know. past weekend, and Tommy DeVito was not very good. No, he was terrible, yeah. and this is kind of the thing. And you know that ten thousand dollars probably won't ever make a difference in his life or a big one, but it would it would right now. Although the you know it the might. rookie contract yeah. for an NFL player is pretty big. I mean, it's got to be what seven eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but he. I mean, with all due respect to Tommy DeVito, he's not exactly on the track to be a ten year quarterback in doesn't, the NFL. Doesn't look like it. No. Right. Right. I don't know. I just. There's something about it, it. See, when you were when you were talking about the Taylor Swift thing and the money grabbing and all that earlier, I, the difference to I was thinking about this story and I'm like, this is a little bit different in the sense that you are actively screwing people over that had made plans to be there and you're you're hurting a business that had made all of these plans to do this as opposed to who knows no maybe the pizza place makes out now because they're getting a lot of free publicity maybe and everybody's going to be like oh we're going to go i'm not mentioning it simply because nobody knows where it is in new jersey <laughs> nobody here's going to go fill them up but i don't like that matt we'll see you in 45 minutes sounds good let's go all right time for the classic dgs kmlx broad discussion oh yeah so you brought this up before the show, Rach. Mm-hmm. So explain what you brought up to the crew. Well, I was and what you're experiencing on Twitter, and then we get we're going to be adding to that story as we go. Well, I was complaining because on Twitter, every other ad it seemed like, or it <laughs> it was comical. Every, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and every three or four tweets, it was an ad, and it was an ad of a woman uh, with large bosoms. Um, <laughs> wearing a bra and she was cutting her bra off in an effort to show that this is a bad uncomfortable bra and you should buy this bra that we're advertising but it made me really uncomfortable because I'm thinking why is this showing up in my Twitter timeline over and over and over again should I even have this up at work so that's what I was saying to you guys like oh this is kind of creepy that this is the only ad I'm getting today and it is so um Flashy, we'll put it that way. <laughs> so tw- twenty. Now, I never mentioned that to anybody. Twenty minutes ago, 
my wife texted me and she said, I got a question for you guys. Is anyone getting the same bra ad for 70 year olds and over again and again in their timeline? She's like, I thought it was me, but apparently it's trending and bras is trending. Okay. And there are people that are showing scrolls of their Twitter account. It's literally every third space. Yeah. And it's the same one. Now, one thing my one thing my wife told me was she keeps blocking it, but it keeps coming back under different account names. So they're spamming this with all different account di- different accounts. So if you block one, you're still getting the other 10,000. This is what Twitter has become. <laughs> this this is where they're getting their advertising dollars, apparently. But also, it's not just what, okay? The, this is, you know, haha, bras are funny. You know, it's a, it's a really stupid thing to see someone with scissors cutting a bra on Twitter. But it's 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 also like, this is how, this is what they're doing. This is how desperate they are. They're basically just spam. Yeah. It's all of the ads on Twitter are spam. That's it. There's nothing else. All I get are ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. I get the, uh, I, know, I know I joked about this one with you guys before, uh, but like a few months ago, the big one, I was getting like these little miniature bow and arrow, like a miniature crossbow mm-hmm. that shot real metal arrows. And like these guys are like <laughs> showing how great it is and they're shooting it across the room and it's like going straight through cardboard boxes. And like, great for kids. Like, yeah, you want them to kill each other. <laughs> And it's just that's the nonsense. Children that we're love getting. weapons, <laughs> as we know. They and do. The, so, I'm not gonna lie. Some of the some of the comments on the trend are pretty funny. I don't know that I want to read many of them because they're they're all about boobs. They're and bras. Well, yeah, they're going all a little bit off color. But it's I mean, as always, the mentions are hilarious. There's one one of them. Is, I can mention this one's not weird or crazy. Um, but this one says, if you block 40 of the bra ads, you get 80 Shark Tank ads as a prize. <laughs> okay, I, I was able to find another one very easily by just quickly scrolling through my timeline. The top comment on this one is leave me alone in all capital letters and five exclamation points. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with ads, right? I, don't, I really don't. I mean, I work in radio. How could I have a problem with ads? You know, I mean, the advertising at stadiums, advertising on on Twitter um I I don't even I know it, it it really irritates a lot of like uh old school sports fans it doesn't bother me at all when they have ads on the uniform makes no difference as long as they're not like taking up the whole uniform and making it look ridiculous I don't care uh if it's a patch on a sleeve I don't care uh but there are I, I know there, there have to be some boundaries right like that whole spam thing that's not okay just like if I want to block something, I should be able to block something and not be able to see 77 different versions of it because they all that's all they did was create a bunch of new accounts. Right. And like I, I mentioned this, I actually mentioned this on Twitter the other night when I went to see Godzilla minus one. And I, I don't need to see commercials before my previews at a movie. I paid for the ticket. I'm buying your food and drinks. I don't want to get ads when I'm paying for something. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not paying for Twitter. If I need to see ads to use it, all right, fine. That's part of the deal. If I'm listening to the radio, you're not paying to listen to the radio. You're getting it for free. Part of the reason you can do that is because of the ads. So I think that's the scale, right? That's the relationship. Ads should be for things that you're not necessarily paying for or you're not paying a lot for. Like there are ads in newspapers, for example, right? But it's not a really big expense when you're buying a newspaper. You're not spending a lot of money on an individual newspaper. And you can just breeze right past them, right? It's a little harder to breeze right past them when you're sitting in a movie theater waiting for the previews to start. And it's right there. Like, you, you, 
I mean, I'm on my phone during that time, but still, like, it's the it's a bit of principle. I don't want to see ads on streaming services that I'm paying for to not have ads. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it feels like there's just nothing that regulates any of that. There's nothing that makes it like okay, listen. It's one thing to have your ad on Twitter, and it's another thing entirely to spam the living crap out of everybody. Right? Wrong? Uh, those yes. are two different things. Yeah. yeah. All right. I just want to be. I mean, because if, for example, if I just let's say that it's not to me, but let's say that that content bothered me. It doesn't, but let's say it did. It kind of bothers me, okay. honestly, yeah. to have it come so, up like over and over and over again. It's so like, this is too able, much. You mm-hmm. should be able to push block and not see that thing anymore. Right? If there, I don't, ha- I don't have any individual. That's how it pe- should work. Right. Yeah. I don't have any individual people blocked on Twitter. I don't ever block anybody on Twitter. I don't care enough to block anybody on Twitter. Um, but I block ads. I block, a, I, I block spam when I get a lot of something. I'm like, all right, I don't want to see that anymore. But at this point, it feels like every time you block one, you get three more. Yeah. And it definitely is spam because as much as I've seen this ad, I couldn't, I mean, right now for a million dollars, I could not tell you the name of the company because that's it's not the focus of the ad. The focus of the ad is just like this weird video. It's so strange. It, it is very weird. And and obviously the <laughs> the fact that it's trending and people are, I mean, like there's thousands and thousands and thousands of tweets about this, like, Please take this off my timeline. Why am I still seeing this? What's, you know, what? And then you have the bigger thing here is like, what? How do, how do you trust someone, put trust in someone like Elon Musk, who has so clearly botched all of this? Like, this seemed to be the easiest thing in the world. First of all, don't overpay for a a social media account, right? Don't pay double what it's actually worth. Mm hmm. Don't then complain that people are leaving your your service because of how you've allowed other negative things and terrible. Like you know, th- there are a lot more. I don't know how how would you guys put it? Aggressive accounts that are back. People that at the very best push the boundaries. At the worst, cross the lines and stomp all over them. When it comes to what's okay in a, in like civilized company, mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing a lot more of the nastiness. We're seeing a lot more of the people that are racist and all that. it's not only that it's other things too but how do you figure if you're going to make your product worse that people should still give you money for it is he still doing the the thing where new accounts starting next year are going to have to pay to start an account oh i don't know yeah i forgot about that he had been saying that it would be like a dollar i didn't know if that was just like a flash in the pan idea or if that was actually gonna carry forth i haven't heard anything else about it so maybe they dropped it. I am no rich person, but I wouldn't think it would be that hard to keep the most popular social media site on the planet at least viable. Well, shows what you know. And also, <laughs> if I were him, I wouldn't have bought it to begin with. Not for the price that he agreed to. I mean, every valuation that we saw before the sale was in the 20 million something range, right? Mm-hmm. 2025. And he paid 40 billion for it. I said million, billion. I mean, are you really that smart? I, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's that smart. How but. do you? How, I mean, he's had success, so I mean, it's hard to say that he's a moron. I mean, you can have success and be a smart person, and also have blind spots and be really dumb when it comes to other things. And I think when it comes to social media, he has a huge 
lack of, he just doesn't know what's going on. And it's playing out in front of our very eyes. Just the fact that he doesn't, he's doesn't seem to be, I mean, not to be mean, but he doesn't seem that great at socializing. So then to combine that with media, it's just, it's not working out for him very well. All right. So we, uh, we have an update. On the football story that we talked about with Matt Pauly oh, really? a little bit ago, Dan, uh, Tom, I almost called him Danny DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. I don't know if they're related or not, but the Giants backup quarterback who's been starting here lately and has been a bit of a media darling because he's played well a couple of times. He got a big game, win on Monday Night Football. He's a pretty good-looking dude. Um, we The story earlier, that was true. He, he had agreed to make an appearance at a pizza place in New Jersey. Um, and the agreement that his agent had made with the pizza place was $10,000, be there two hours, sign a certain number of autographs, yada, yada, yada. And then after the Monday night football win, his agent called the place and said, well, now the cost is 20000 instead of 10000 which was a horrible look. They were both getting killed for this all over social media. So uh, Tommy DeVito today just showed up there on his own, unpaid and made an egg cream and had some pizza and that's cool. Did his thing. So. I feel like locally, this is kind of comparable to the Jordan Cairo thing, right? This is, I, I, I formally believe that this would be the agent, not the player who was like, I'm going to double the fee because I sense an opportunity. And the player is now like, damn it, you got me in trouble. So I'm just going to go do this so we can get the bad PR off. But it's the same idea, I think, as with Jordan Cairo that we talked about last week with his kind of brushing off of the question about Craig Berube getting fired. What happened was there was a mistake made. In each of these cases, the player was criticized by sports fans in each of these cases. The, the, the way that Jordan Cairo was criticized was on social media, but also being booed at Enterprise Center. And then after the fact, they made good. They fixed it. Right? Cairo mm-hmm. made, made, gave great answers after the game the other night and showed that he cared. And you know, if he had just done that from the beginning, there would have been no problem to begin with. And in this case, he's making good on it by saying... Look, I'm not that jerk. I'm still going to go do this. Makes this this is a normal thing, right? Make a mistake, yeah. get criticized, correct it, boom, we all move on. Mm-hmm. I wish everybody looked at it that way, as opposed to, well, no, I'm not ever going to apologize, or I'm never going to take, I'm never going to pretend or admit that I did anything wrong. See how much easier it works when you just like, I screwed up, my bad. Let's move on.